0: Hey guys, this is Andre from Trap Nation. Hope you're all having an incredible holiday break so far. To end off 2017 with a bang, I decided to put together a mix of my personal favorites from the year, some old school classics that made trap music what it is today, and all in all, amazing music. Hope you all enjoy it as much as I did making it. This is Andre once again signing off. I hope you guys have a great new year and enjoy the mix. Watch my body explode, bursting in the air. It's my So here we are it 's another Saturday morning, at least I hope so, otherwise, I got up on the wrong day and came to the right place uh. I'm sure all of you, somewhere along the way, when you were younger, older, or when you get older, you'll have days where you wake up and you'll say, what is it all about? Why am I doing this? Why am I pushing? Why am I bothering? Is it really worth it all? Because humans generally want to see some value out of what they do. But there's the principle, in the more modern times, they've pushed that principle of pay it forward. You know, do something with the idea that that person will be inspired to do something for someone next. Don't worry about the past. Let's push it forward. Uh, this gets into a lot of deeper thoughts that we'll get to another, in another podcast. But uh, what always drives me is I feel that we, whether we ever understand it or not, that we have a purpose as part of the overall. Uh, The majority of the population, whether they call themselves atheists or not, and whatever religion they may follow or, you know, go along with, we generally all believe in a God. The great thing about a God, and everything I've read, oversimplification of it, is that it's someone who can't be taken away from you. You know, they can't just put them in front of you, beat them up, cut them in pieces, burn them, throw them in the trash pile. So it gives you a lot of inner strength that uh, you can believe in. It doesn't mean it's going to solve your problems. Uh, If you follow the Bible and like what it says, it says we didn't like paradise. We decided to, we wanted more knowledge. That was the thing with Eve and the apple and the snake and all this other good stuff. Uh, if God didn't want us to end up that way, he's all-seeing, he's all-powerful, I do believe in God. I use he. It's a spirit, as far as I'm concerned. Could be something other than the spirit, maybe a gazillion years from now. Someone will find out. But the idea is, if he created us with all this complexity that we have, he knew what we're capable of doing and what we'd be wanting to do. If he didn't want us to eat the apple, we could have made sure we were just stupid and give us a little pea brain that just said, I'm hungry, give me food. And when you eat, you stop thinking. Anyway, I think all the gifts we've been given as a being are really great. They allow us, as an individual, because when it comes down to it, no matter what we do collectively, we are individuals. It allows us to enjoy life. It allows us to interact. We sometimes want to run away from it and get in a corner and, you know, say, give me some peace. This is driving me nuts. Anyway, we'll stop getting too philosophical this morning, although it's constantly going through my head. The title this morning for the thing which it took me a while to decide, is that really what I want to say? And I wanted to see the debate and where it went. Not that I thought the debate would impress me, but I wanted to see how the people behaved. Joe Biden, I knew how he'd behave. Uh, JB, when I was a kid and growing up and working, J&B was a great drink on the rocks or otherwise. So it uh, made you feel comfortable, and you'd relax at the end of the day with friends. Uh, DT, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of those initials is the DTs, which is, again, being an older person. uh, It was something that people would get where they'd have to be treated because they were infected (laughs) and the rest. So I can't say that the initials of either guy made me like them or dislike them, But the initials by themselves without the person and putting them to the person made me think of a lot of things. The more you accumulate, the more you think, the more you want to do things. The hard part is turning it off and immersing yourself in the beauty of life. You know, the niceness of a clean smell, the prettiness of still water or just rippling water. Can't get the philosophy out of my head. So anyway, when I was thinking about it, they were going to debate. So I said, okay, if you see my Facebook site, the beginning of the title for this week is D, in quotes, capital D. And then right after it, baiting, separated. Uh, You know, playing with words is always making me think, and that's what I want everybody to do. That's what we do whether we like it or not. If we decide to turn something on or off or move on, we're thinking. That's why we did that. We don't just automatically act. We do think. So, debating, and I even baiting, the word, I edited the I at the end before I sent it over for the title, because they're baiting each other. They're trying to bait you. They're trying to reel you in. Because that's what this final debate was. If you listen to every mucky-muck out there, we're at a point where we have so much news that they're almost managing the election for us. And I'm not saying just the parties or the committees, but even the anchors and the rest. They all have reporters all over the place because they all want a better rating number. That's where Donald laughs at everybody. He says, I'd bring you better ratings. Yeah, but you bring me a shit-ass life in some cases. Like any other dictator, Hitler promised people everything else. Mussolini promised people everything else. There were people who were inspirational, who promised us that we're going to break free of the uh, tyranny that holds us down and we could live our lives the way we want. But ultimately, we need someone to lead. When we go through these crises as, and just as recent as George Bush Jr. With whatever cause, and there are a lot of reasons for it, we can get into it some other year. Uh, The crisis that happened at the end of the Bush administration, Bush Jr. And then people elected Obama. People wonder, you know, first black president, how did that even happen, you know? Trump was shocked, obviously. He's trying to wipe out any trace of Obama on the planet. And that is the stupidity. If he had any love in his heart and loved the people, a mate, his wife, a child, he'd spend more time paying attention to where they're going and how the world is set to help them or us and growing than wasting all his time trying to wipe out this image of this man. Why am I not getting the Peace Prize? I've been nominated a few times. I was laughing when the Nobel Association gave it to that UN organization. At least they recognize he doesn't have a person to be angry about. So when you get someone who's so egocentric, you're not in his 70s gonna change that. He's not gonna wake up. He's lived a good life as far as he's concerned, gotten away with what he wanted went to bed with who he wanted, no matter who he was married to or when. So in his mind, he says, so what's wrong? I haven't lost. Look at how I've lived until it all falls apart. And you know what? If we spend our time going after him, other than for the laws he broke and other than for the money he's stolen from us, we're going to become like him. We're going to be obsessed. That doesn't mean we shouldn't straighten out what he did. So we're again faced with, it was such a a splash of cold water in the face at the end of the Bush Jr. administration that anybody who looked uh, trim, good shape, sounded intelligent and in control of themselves with a good bunch of education happened to be a black man named Barack Obama. And I actually am decrying the fact that we didn't get as much out of Barack Obama as we might have if he had taken over a government, the likes of which he handed Donald Trump. Donald Trump said I inherited a mess. No. By now, everybody should understand the idea of projection. There are people who can't help telling you what they're going to do and what they do by accusing other people of doing it. So he took a government that was going well, and he didn't make it a mess, but he destabilized it, made sure nobody had any power, because his only objective, anybody who's watched me long enough, if you go back a few months ago, I had a uh, podcast where I had a prop, a cookie jar, nice big ceramic cookie jar like the old days, not a fancy one. And when I moved it around, I had labeled it so that you'd see the cookie jar was the US Treasury. Because Donald just saw what he learned at his father's feet. One, you can't tell people you're wrong. Two, you've got to always be over people and get done what you want. So he's been robbing the cookie jar as I keep talking about it. So, debating. He's baiting us, he's trying to get us to do things. In the next 11 days, in fact, the last 11 minutes before the election is over. He will probably be telling you that Joe Biden, he's got information that he's really from Jupiter. Uh, He's an alien, not just from another country, but from another planet. Do we really want that? Anything to make you think, why am I voting for this man? He wants you to not look at him with all the ugly pimples that he has, not on his face, but on his character. So the next subtitle of the title says, Rounding the Corner. If you watch Trump, he part of the distraction of a good magician is to make you not see what they've done to the sleight of hand. And I give this man credit, as I have for a long time. He's one of the most brilliant marketing managers on the planet. He can mesmerize you with what he throws out there. That's what your top magicians do when they make a plane disappear or the audience disappear or something else. And what he does, he uses his hands like a conductor, conducts a band and points to different things. He walks around on a stage pointing at people. He doesn't even know who the hell he's pointing at in most cases but he wants you to see the activity to keep your thing not focused on him because inside he really knows how crummy he is. I don't know how else to put it. So rounding the corner, he goes, he does these things, he you know, puts his hands out here, has his jacket open, a long tie hanging down. He used to make sure the lecterns were lower so he'd appear bigger over the top of it. He's all about staging. He's really into marketing. He understands it well. Hitler, Mussolini to a certain extent, and a lot of these other leaders understood naturally what people have to study psychology years to understand. They just understood how to make people do what you want. At least follow what you'd like. So, rounding the corner, he goes, rounding the corner. This is what he did when he was describing a beautiful lady when he was younger. She has curves. But we're rounding the corner. If you were rounding the corner, you just need one little swerve. He can recycle his movements. Because as long as they work and people listen to him and follow, yeah, this guy's good, he's going to do it. Anybody who looks back at the uh, Obama administration, with all the work they had to do to straighten where the economy was falling and what had to be done, including a gigantic infrastructure bill, knows that Obama didn't do it by himself. He'll tell you Biden was not just the vice president sitting there in case he died, but he was there to be helpful. And he used him. And he will tell you that Joe ran this or Joe ran that. Running the U.S. government is not a one-person job. We're not going to elect dual presidents, but a good leader. And that's why I've said my favorite presidents are Abraham Lincoln, because way back then, he could see into the future what would be good to develop the country. Eisenhower, he was a leader who understood how to bring many elements together to make the government function. He borrowed from Hitler's construction of the Audubon to build our interstate system because he said wow that's a great idea it makes great sense for strategy for moving uh, you know military equipment around and also for moving things around in a vast nation so that we can grow and interact. In the old days which I saw on the interstate you had little markers that were not your big road signs exit this or something They were made for the military, so if the lights were out and nobody could put them on because of bombers or whatever, you could tell where you were. They've disappeared because nobody needs it. Uh, (laughs) Life moves faster than that at this time. But Dwight Eisenhower wasn't ashamed to borrow an idea from Adolf Hitler's people, whoever developed his autobahn. Hitler... You know, looked at a lot of things. He wanted rockets before other people had rockets. Did he understand how to make them? No, but he knew I can drag these guys in. I'm in charge. I'll make them do what I want. That's great, but when it's a demonic leader, please, people, understand this. He needed scapegoats to get people to rally around him. So, oh, those Jews, they run the country. They're all wealthy. They they make you pay for everything. Uh, They're making your life more difficult. Is at the end of a, it's a depression where a loaf of bread could have cost a million Deutschmarks when he was first making his speeches. It's like saying you're going to buy a loaf of bread and it's going to cost you more than you can earn in a month. There are different ways of handling this, uniting together, working to solve this. Franklin Delano Roosevelt solved it by putting together something called the the WPA, the Work Project Administration having people build bridges. People don't like to feel they're on a soup line and getting a handout. The idea that America was founded on is, I'm ready to work my ass off to make money because I can become what I want in this society. We don't have kings and people who just give us the crumbs they want. And I saw this in my father's face and plenty of other people when I was a kid growing up. My father and mother were both depression children. So when you see people, you want to talk to the older people. You want to understand what they went through, what it meant to them. You don't want somebody who's going to hand you something. You want something that you know you're helping build that's lasting. Joe Biden, if nothing else, is a worker. A worker who knows how to mobilize things and get it done. Donald will wave his hands around and say, I'm a big developer. Joe Biden didn't start projects that fell apart. Joe Biden helped when they had to redo the auto industry. Joe Biden helped with everything Obama was doing. They worked well as a team. That's what we all have to do. So after George Bush Jr., we brought in this guy who looked calm and different. I mean, what's different than a white older guy is a black younger guy who's well-educated and sounds great. So now we've got a maniacal character who told you everybody was a crook to get elected and worked with anybody who would help him get a vote, whether it was Russia or anybody else, breaking our laws, and we looked the other way. As I said, eventually, when my thing that I filed with the Federal Election Commission comes out, it doesn't matter how many judges he appointed, if I'm right, all of them will have to vacate their office, and that includes the ones he put on the Supreme Court because he was invalid by his own hand, because he disqualified himself during the election. And by the way, he registered to run under the election laws when he got in office in 2017. So he's been under the election laws since he's been in office. During the impeachment trials and the impeachment inquiry in the House of Representatives, where they impeached him, they proved that he solicited help from the Ukraine. Not a story that some character like him makes up shouting at the lenses. So rounding the corner, he's trying to tell us, oh, the coronavirus, he doesn't want you to pay attention to his biggest failure. So We're going to talk about (coughs) how he's capitalized and help other people make money out of it. So rounding the corner. Big picture is remember my cookie jar. He doesn't want to get money out. In fact, there were FEMA requests, Federal Emergency Management Administration, requests from California for certain of their fires, a couple of places where they've been having some flooding. He hasn't broken his uh, ass to get those funds out to those people because that cookie jar is his cookie jar in his mind. The less money our government spends on what it's supposed to or what the money is there for, the more money is left for him to manipulate. Whether it's a wall that we did not need, that if he lets the contract out, he gets money back on the backside through his companies that either bought the equipment they used to do the wall or bought the supplies they needed so they took their piece or they rented rooms in his hotel. Whatever. I've told you there are so many ways of giving money back that he has put in your lap because he gave you a contract under the idea that you're going to reward him so remember my cookie jar you can go back and i'll figure out where it is interestingly enough we've had when it comes to our federal reserve system and our monetary system years ago was created you'll you'll see commercials all over television Uh, there are some cool ones i love commercials I believe commercials are a modern art form. They were always, but when you do these commercials, you know, whether it's the Republicans who do the Lincoln Project, they're brilliant with the way they can knock Donald, because these are pure Republicans who are not changing their party. They just don't want you to think that man is representative of who they are and who the Republican Party has been before him. There was a guy who ran our uh, Fed Reserve System by the name of Alan Greenspan. Bright guy, well-educated. You have to be to understand the ins and outs of the Fed Reserve uh, and make sure we don't fall apart and our currency stays stable and everything else. And I have been in countries where they don't understand how to stabilize their currency. My favorite story is when I was in Argentina at one point many years ago, probably almost 40 years ago. It's just an easy number to start with if I don't remember the exact date. But uh, you know, you get a $100,000 note, You know, their paper, their money. It, it looks like a big number, but it depends on what will it buy for you. And I remember at that time when I was in Argentina, and I was in Buenos Aires, the capital most of the time, on business, doing work for my company, Every morning I woke up, you could cross another zero off it. So if the zeros look too big, because the value kept going down dramatically. That's what our Fed Reserve and our Treasury system, if it is not ripped off, does for us. It stabilizes. The low interest rate is so that our economy has enough money in it to keep it running so we don't fall into a really bad, ugly depression. Powell, Secretary Powell, could be a twin to Yellen, who was there before him, the woman that Trump had to get rid of, because, you know, isn't his person. But Powell could have been Janet Yellen's twin. Powell has been trying to stabilize it by putting trillions of dollars out there. While you hear the Senate arguing about, well, I don't want to sign a $2 trillion bill, if you understand this and you could do the research, Look up the Fed Reserve and what Powell's been doing. He's been pumping trillions of dollars into the economy, buying bonds and other things, corporate notes. That's why we haven't seen an ugly depression yet, or a recession, because he's been pinning up the undercurrent of what holds our economy, our money, the value of it. But we have all these people in the streets. And again, remember that cookie jar he's taking is our money. He laughed throughout his life that he never put taxes in there. When he talks about paying taxes, if he had people working for him, he had to turn over payroll taxes. He's not paying taxes. He collected that money from a loan or a person paying him a fee. It's not coming out of his pocket. If he could keep the payroll taxes, he would have kept them. But he figured that one he might get really killed for quite quickly when... The payments don't go in for the people who have to file their returns and find out that you withheld money from their salary, but it's not in the Treasury when they want to take credit when they file a tax return. And by the way, when he talked uh, during the debate about prepaying taxes, he has made so much freaking money in the last three years by pulling money out of our government into his companies that even he can't hide it all. So the prepayment... Any of us can prepay, make estimated payments towards our next tax return when we know we're gonna owe money. So if he's taking hundreds of millions of dollars out of our treasury, he knows he's gonna owe money. He can't bury it all. So interestingly enough, I heard it as a person who's trained in taxes and ran tax departments in corporate America quite successfully and dealt with taxes all over the planet. What he was saying is, I've made tens of millions of dollars of prepayments, probably in the last couple of months, because they said, you're gonna owe a shitload of money and you're gonna pay penalties if you don't make some deposits. That's what he was talking about. I talk to you because I want you to understand what these things are, and I know you do. I don't look for a gigantic audience to make myself feel better. I just feel part of my thing is to share with people. If I help somebody across the street, if I carry a package for somebody, I'm helping humanity. I would hope people would do it for me when I get older, not that I'm young. So in central banking, Greenspan came up with a, a statement that just blew everybody away. He uses these gigantic words, irrational exuberance. And a simple definition, if you look it up in Investopia or one of those Google, one of the sites when you Google it. It's investor enthusiasm that drives asset prices higher than those assets' fundamentals justify. So they're saying the market, which is an emotional trading place. As a child, when I understood it, I said, it's all gambling. People push the price up by buying it and hearing this rumor, and oh, that's going to go up. We all look for the quick kill and the big thing hate to say it, you're better off putting some of your money in the lottery. At least it goes through generally to a good cause. And if you hit the right number, you can win a bunch of money. There's nothing wrong with investing. But when people irrationally invest, that's what Greenspan was talking about, that the underlying assets, the value of that company, if you had to sell it off does not warrant the price that you're paying for it. If you found a clunker on the street and they said, oh yeah, I'll sell it to you for $20,000, you know the scrap value of it is only $1,000. Why would you pay that money? You can see it. So that's what irrational exuberance, people just jump. Interesting term. Now, Donald... Has made changes to the environmental laws and regulations like crazy. We, over the years, the Greenpeace movement—that I don't care what they call the movement—you've had people who started figuring out that hey, the ozone layer that protects us from being burnt from the sun is depleting, and someday the sun's going to be over us and fry us. They were able to prove it; it's real. We got rid of, I think it was chlorofluorocarbons, if I'm not mispronouncing it, that we had in air conditioning units, in refrigeration units, whether they're in cars or refrigerators, and we replaced it with something else that doesn't make the same problem with our ozone layer that protects us. There are layers of air up there that protect us from the sun and other things. Period. So... As we go along, we find out more. As I've said before, New York City growing so fast, before there was HUD, housing regulations, they were dealing with people streaming in to find jobs in this modern world in the 1700s and stuff. And then into the 1800s, New York came up with what they called tenement laws. These were housing laws to say you got to put a plumbing system in, you got to have a bathroom that doesn't just throw it out a window onto the streets, which is what they did in the Roman days. In the old days, they had chamber pots when they got fancy, but people would just shit in a helmet and throw it out the window. You wanted to wear a hat when you walked in the streets in case somebody was in an upper floor throwing it out at you. So we started to understand what the health hazards were. This is what we do as we understand the world we live in. So then you get people like Donald who comes along and he says, ah, I'm going to get rid of the rules of how much you can discharge. Uh, he fights California because California is very aggressive with their environmental laws. That's, caused the smog over Los Angeles for many, many years has been terrible for health. That's why we went to unleaded gas. None of this is a mistake. And I talk openly to you because I found when I talk to anybody, whether I know them or not, but if they're willing to listen, ask questions, me answer it, that they're going to take this and go forward with it and at least think about these things. It isn't a platform from a party. It's knowledge we gain as we grow, as we get older, as we learn more about science. And when we are invaded by a a virus that doesn't give a shit what we call our country, doesn't think of us as humans, just an interesting hotel to reside in till they use us up and kill us, and then they move on. So Donald made changes to our environmental laws that if you've been around for a while, we used to fight in Congress, them saying this, you're going to hurt an industry, you're going to do that. You know what? I learned when I was a kid that you don't get too many you don't have a, a an excess of companies making buggy whips because we came up with cars I'm making big leaps to make it easier so you didn't need a bunch of companies making buggy whips because everybody wasn't riding around in a little wooden buggy to get their stuff and using a horse Not mine, but the one in the thing I was talking, so you won't hear me for a second. Lucky you. You won't hear me bellowing. These clips are too small for my fingers. It takes me a minute to catch them right. Anyway, so what we have got a man who, after we've gone through decades of learning more about science, understanding why we want to change it. And by the way as i have taught anybody who listens to me because again i've been trained in economics but i make it simpler i don't give you big charts and fancy formulas as i've said economics tell you that any business doesn't pay any taxes unless they're unsuccessful (laughs) and they go out of business and they paid their property tax or license tax or whatever and it's part of what they paid to try and start their business but a business takes every expense, including any taxes, and that includes the income taxes they pay, and they build it into the good or service they sell you. So everything that they sell in our GDP, 20 trillion plus GDP that we have, we paid every expense. So let me, I, I'm going crazy, let me, let me get with Casey, Keith, good morning to you too, Lisa and Jerry Alton. Okay, good morning from both of you. Uh, Great to see you guys again. And Jerry, of course, people in California, New York, Chicago, Connecticut, uh, and the rest of the list, New Jersey, they should all stop sending money to the federal government. How dare he take the money that we as taxpayers pay? Jerry, you're right. You understand what I'm saying about he's taking our money. But we're at a very, what the people like to call fancy, an inflection point. No, we're at a breakpoint where we have the opportunity. I said it last week, and I've said it before. Voting is a revolutionary mechanism. We have the power, and I'm happy to see more people because they're worried about what the hell he's doing with the post office, what he's arguing about mail-in ballots. He's going to try and get the Supreme Court, where he's pushing this woman on there. The way to beat that is what I'm seeing. The people are getting out in the streets. People understand the basics. They've been hearing it. They've been thinking about it. If you go vote, it's your country. If you have to wait six hours, 10 hours, I've waited in a long line when I went to vote. First day of early voting in the county I live in. I've already voted. And guess who I voted for? And I didn't vote against Donald Trump. I voted for my country. Because as I said, after George Bush, we said, well, let's get someone very different. Well, now we've had a maniac who's been robbing us and diverting us and showing us all this shit. And he's got religious people who are backing him because he's giving them judges they want. And on Sundays, you won't find him in church. You'll find them on a golf course. And he charges us, as I have pointed out to everybody that every day he's out of the White House, he makes us pay him by staying at his resorts and charging us the highest rate he can think of. The man is robbing us. It's that simple. We can go after him later, not waste all our time, but just find the records and say this is it because in the history of our country, when we've had difficult periods, whether it was a depression or a war, we had both parties recognize that if people profit off the misery of others, artificially inflate what they charge you, it was something called War Profits Act. You can look it up, and it's one example of how we go after these people who said, well, I've got the only oranges in town. I'm going to charge them what I want. Excuse me, how much money can you put in your pocket at one point? You've got to be humanistic and you've got to understand that you're still supplying your country people with what they need. And you want a proper price where you make a great profit, you don't have to rip us off while you're doing it. Anyway, so Donald makes these changes to the environmental laws because these companies who've already collected taxes and costs because over the decades, They have added into the price we pay the corrections they've had to make to capture the pollution, to keep stuff from getting into our rivers or our air. When he relaxes, and this is the point we all have to understand, when he relaxes these environmental laws that we fought for decades to put in there, that we pay the price. Of course, if companies have to give us a cleaner product, cleaner air, cleaner water, we're the consumer, we have to pay for it. So we're willing to pay for these things for our own health. When he reverses those laws and they've already built it into their price, they have more profits. So they give him a piece of it through the back door into his committee or his re-election or whatever. To me, that's the stupidest group of people on the planet. Back when Hitler decided to use the Jews as a scapegoat to build up his following and have these Bund rallies like Trump likes to run, where people are shouting and he says nothing of substance. It's just rah, 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 we're gonna beat them. This is not WrestleMania, folks. This is our country and taking care of it. The stupidity was the regular Germans who weren't Jewish, who had money and influence, when Hitler got enough control they didn't matter anymore. They had to toe the line because he told them when they could open, when they can close, how much he needs to take out of their business. Vladimir Putin did it when he took over Russia slowly after he worked for Yeltsin and took over. As I've explained in a prior podcast, he made all the oligarchs when Russia opened up and they all started these industries, he made them, if they wanted to not be in prison or continue to live, He made them give him a major share in their companies. That's why I've said he's probably the richest man in the world if you value the holdings he has. So same thing. We pay for these things that it took us decades to argue and understand. Donald just says, oh, I'm doing you a favor. We don't need these laws. They're stopping us from growing. The only reason he had low unemployment also, if you... Cut off the flow of immigrants to our country, which he did. Immigrants coming into our country from all over the planet have built our population, have allowed us to grow as a country and an economy, and have given us a greater diversity and understanding of every country on the planet so we could interact with everybody. It had a lot of benefits. By cutting off the flow of immigrants, He stops the pool of people who can replace people working. So you may think that that's great, but as I said, once you get below 4%, you don't have enough people to back up your reserves so that you can deal with a crisis. So his pollution changes put the money we were willing to pay for cleaner air and cleaner water and everything else that the companies are collecting from us, that they gave him a piece of it. That's why he did it, folks. In his case... It's not family, it's not love, it's money. The less money he gives out of the treasury that he can put into his pocket, the better off he is in his mind, period. He talked about the pandemic while in the debate. He said, we're rounding the corner. He said specifically, Florida, Texas, Arizona, because he looks at those as states he needs. And that had generally been what they'd like to call red states, which I like to call a piece of America. We have one country, folks, and unless we understand it and work together, we're going to lose it. So he said, Florida, Texas, Arizona, they've gone down. That was Thursday night he was talking. On Thursday... We hit the highest level of cases we'd ever had since this pandemic started. Over 77,000 new cases, including increases in the states. He said they are going down. Maybe he means they're going down because he's stripping them of anything of value. And what happens Friday? Guess what? The numbers have come in. The day is over. Friday exceeded it. and was a new high in the pandemic. Over 80,000 cases. And I don't care if those cases are in Ohio, Colorado. They're in America. He did nothing to stop it. And he benefited from it. I will get to that. So those are the numbers of where we're at. I don't make these numbers up. People accumulate them and publish them. You could look them up. Corona cases yesterday exceeded 80,000, new, new high number. We're not rounding the corner, folks. He's full of crap when he says that. By the way, the end of my uh, intro title was, and other tales. The reason I say that is because that's all he's doing, is trying to sell us tales and sell us a piece of stale bread. Lisa, good to hear from you again. Trump is coming to Michigan. He just brought his racist hate really super spreader here last Saturday. By the way, the last five or ten rallies that he's held in the last number of months, when you get a week or two out from them, the areas he held them in, they've had increases in COVID-19 cases. Period. He is an infectious material. Look at him as such. He's a bug that is killing us. Now he'll be here tomorrow in Lansing. Why can't we stop him from super spreading? We can. We are at that inflection point, as they call it. The greatest revolutionary tool we have under our Constitution. We vote. And you help anybody who needs help getting to the thing. If they need coffee or sandwich or whatever, bring a chair for them if they're too old to bring it. I've been at elections where I brought those folding chairs that collapse into a little tube, you know, and I brought extra umbrellas that I gave out when it started raining at one election. And because I stayed in line, people, and this was a diverse group, I purposely voted because I have a choice of places I can vote with the area in my area that was filled with many different people. Not just people who look like me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Except We are becoming the stupidest ones because the people who are white and have control or money, and it's not all whites, but are in these corporations, if you strip all the money out of all the people who should be living right and are paying the toll of what they needed to in your price, what you're doing is killing your market. As I've told people before, your stock in your company is going to be worthless. Faye. This guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, Faye. I try. The the title of my site is A E -E equals MC. When I started it, I was asked what my logo is going to be. I picked Einstein's formula because as a kid, people used to joke that we have a similar last name and the same initials. So E equals MC squared. A lot of people recognize it. He's dead. If, If his family wants to sue me, let them. I put the A in front of it. AE, my initials, his initials, and it stands for, as I said, Alan Epstein equals more clarity, squared, that's mathematically saying, even more. Uh, and I've tried to do that. Donna Hildebrand, vote blew all away. Rain, yes, that's the other point that I've said and I've repeated it many times. They elected Barack Obama and they didn't bother looking at who was being elected to the other parts of the government. He's a chief executive. That's what Joe Biden's going to be. He needs a Senate that's willing to work with him. McConnell has kept the Senate from doing our work. He's a dictator in his own right. I hope he loses in his state, but even better than that, put enough Democrats in the Senate so we control it. To fix the country, Joe Biden will need the cooperation of the House and the Senate. Re-elect any Democrat you put in in 2018 into the House of Representatives because they are voted on every two years. We don't want to lose them. They're trying to counter what Trump has done. When Joe does a good job or not, we can decide whether we re-elect him. But he's got a big job just to fix what Trump has changed. So let's give him the tools. Don't stop when you kick off the president and be in a hurry to go to breakfast. Uh, Rain, Rain, Renee, Rain uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it, uh, Lensing, uh, Biden-Harris 22. I wish we had these debates that when talking about race, it should be more than police brutality. I feel this past debate, Mr. Mark. Both candidates didn't really answer the question. Let me tell you, I'm going to admit something. I love women. And I've said this way back, I spend more time with them in my life than I would with men. Men are okay. I can be buddies with anybody, but I love women. I love talking to them, being with them. I am in love with women, period. And you know what? It has never bothered me what color they are. It has never bothered me whether they're tall or short or plumper or not. If they don't take care of themselves, that would bother me. You've got to take care of yourself if you want to enjoy life and be able to do things and enjoy it. I think when you separate yourself, and now that you've got the power of a large group voting, and you get people like a Kanye West or 50 Cent or whatever, I haven't read all the comments, and they want you to vote for this or vote for that, or yes, they haven't said enough for that. Let me put it like this. Donald Trump, from everything you've seen if you've been watching, if he gets in, will not be amenable to doing things for people of color, whether they're black or brown. He started it from descending from the heavens in Trump Tower on his golden escalator and telling us about Mexicans being crooks and rapists. I've been in Mexico many times. I've had great friends there that I would trust with my life. People are people. You have to understand them and get along. We go to different restaurants because we want to taste different foods. I have no problem with going out with a woman of any color in my life, period. But we can't focus on a little point. If we focus on that, they didn't say enough. Let me say, between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you've got to blend the people. People forget that we white people are not all one white group. We are a blend of people from all over this world. We're a minority on the planet. But we're a blend of people from many different places. We are that aberrant gene that occurred, (laughs) and which is crazier because we like going out and discovering things. I used to tell people, I said, we, the white folks, are the most aberrant. doesn't mean we're bad. We like to try new things that are dangerous, maybe. But that doesn't mean destroying the country is something to try. So don't focus on a little part. Put people in who at least listen to other people and have proven by their history, yes, they may have been part of a crime bill that wasn't right in the 90s. Barack Obama said toward the end of his term when he went for the LGBTQ and whatever other initials you want to put on there, he said, I've evolved, I now understand. This was a constitutional scholar who it took him More than half his presidency to understand that we have to do more for that group's rights. I believe every people have rights. Not to trample on mine or yours or anybody else's, but to live like a human being properly. And that's what we all need. Joe Biden is a kind of regular guy. Be great to have him because we're going to have a lot of regular work to fix this country. I have voted and noticed individuals poll watching while people are on the line. uh, It made me a little uncomfortable and wondered why a police presence was not there. Have you noticed that around these polls? Let me say this. We're a gigantic country, 330 million people, a voting population of probably 150 million. I haven't looked at the recent number of how many people are registered. But you know what? If you go vote and people are watching... You are expressing that you are not afraid to change what's happening in our life. That's one. If they get too close or they're intimidating, they're taking pictures, I would smile and wave. Let them put my picture on any site they want. How is this crazy person waving when I'm trying to intimidate them? If they get worse than that or if they're carrying weapons or they come over to question you, you have your cell phone. 911, the local police know they have to protect it. All police, whether they're good, bad, or otherwise, no matter what you think of them, let's not get sidetracked on topics. We need to make this major change. They will come and they will cart them off if they're doing the wrong thing, or they'll warn them off and they'll stay there because that's their duty. No matter what you think of police, They have duties. They understand what they're supposed to do during an election. If they don't do it, call your mayor or your governor's office if you see it. File a complaint. Take a picture of the people taking your picture. It'll freak them out. Don't put yourself in harm's way, but it's worth it for us to show our freedom by going to vote. How do you think, Casey? How do you think Trump will handle the incoming confidential space weather? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that was properly translated, but Trump doesn't give a shit what the weather is. He lives in his own environment. A plane, a luxury apartment, uh, our uh, White House. He doesn't give a crap. He's got people who surround him. When he supposedly had the coronavirus and went to Walter Reed, the man who paid next to nothing, $750 in the few years, per year, in the few years before he entered the White House. We paid for that building he was in. We paid for the people. The care he got was worth anywhere from 100000 dollars to a quarter of a million dollars. And I'm gonna to get to that because I wanna point out he has done, which he should have done, use the United States Treasury. To put money into pharmaceutical companies to do the research and develop it, Project Warp Speed. Well, let me also tell you this. The money he's using for them to do this is our money out of our treasury. And the money he's using to buy those vials of vaccine, that's our money. I'm waiting for some business reporter to say, you've got this one company, Pfizer, and it's a big global company. I know them from over the years. They're a good company. But when he made the deal, this is that great deal-maker. Did he put in the deal that I'm gonna fund your research and I'm gonna buy the vaccine if you, you come up with it? Did he put in the contract that I want you to manufacture that vaccine in the America? Because, and there's nothing wrong with where they're doing it, but I'm talking about what he didn't do. This great deal-maker. He gives them our money to do the research and development and they come up with it. And it's generally being manufactured in Belgium. I've been there. It's a great country, great food, nice people. But why aren't they manufacturing it here? We've got pharmaceutical companies and institutions here. I don't care if it costs more. It's our money he's spending. Let's put our money into our country and our people producing it. Anybody get that point? He's ripping us off again. And he's pissed on Belgium and all of NATO members. So the vaccine that he's buying and the research that was done was paid for with our money out of our treasury. No one should pay a penny to get a vaccination. So when you hear that up-and-back argument, well, the Affordable Care Act should cover it, this should cover it. No, 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 no. Donald Trump has used our money to fund these companies to do the research.